Welcome to the Charlatans Podcast. You'll probably hear us mention the phrase imposter syndrome a lot on this podcast. It's that nagging feeling in the back of your mind that you just don't belong, or that your success in life fell into your lap purely out of luck. In this episode, we break down how each one of us are self-starting learners and how alienating that can be in a society that continually pushes us to quantify our learning. Why does social feedback dictate how we share our respective education, learning, and interests with our peers? At what point does our personal lifelong learning become valuable? Does it matter? Thank you to Seller Studio 39 for producing this episode. such a library term, which is part of our background. But what does lifelong learning mean to someone who doesn't want to be bored by the term lifelong learning? (laughs) You know, it just, we love learning in informal and formal capacities. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, it's just, it's engaging in your hobbies sometimes. Yeah. And you don't even realize you're learning. Exactly. You just like being and advancing. Mm -hmm. Well, and how to keep learning. Yeah. I think the biggest struggle I have is like hitting 30 and you're like, I have to make myself keep learning about absolutely anything because I am perfectly willing to sit down and eat my life away watching Marvel movies or like, I got to do something. I got to, I got to switch it up. I got to learn something here. So with that said... This is kind of how we ended up switching it up, right? This is podcast. This is the Charlatans podcast. I'm Madeline. I'm Elise. And I'm Melissa. And we just end up talking a little bit about things that make us feel not good enough or things that really make us feel like we are good enough and how sometimes we switch in between both of those things within the same day mm-hmm. <laughs> or at the same year or never at all, really. And one of the things we ended up being passionate about when we were coming up with topics to discuss was really the foundation for all the future topics, which is we just love learning and we never feel like we're learning the right way or enough, or we've, or we've hit our limit. And is that a thing? Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what people think about what you learn about and in what capacity you learned it. I feel like an imposter a lot of times, like there are certain areas where like, let's talk education. I'm a middle school teacher. I will talk education inside and out. I'll talk books. I'm super into true crime right now. Let's talk about that. But if someone like breaches a topic that's not part of that, I'm like, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. you're smarter than me. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like just constant, like, like sitting here and my husband's an audio guy and he's trying to show me how to do these microphones and headphones and And recording software. Like I'm like, are I'm, you kidding me? I'm sorry. What's electrical current? What What are we doing? I just wanted to talk. Don't put the fork near the toaster. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Don't <laughs> do it. Um, Like there's just like, or like, I'm like, I'm going to keep up with politics this year. And then they start saying stuff. I'm like, ooh, I'm, I'm behind. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's a whole nother topic. This. And but you know like it's it's these things you try to like keep up with yeah mm-hmm. like even like okay so i joked about the marvel movies but i've seen maybe four sorry world and like but trying to keep up with pop and the culture of needing to keep up i'm like are you ever kept up are no. you ever caught up but i don't feel like i always felt like that you know like in like middle school and high school and I even feel like college you're like hip okay maybe not hip i was never hip <laughs> but i i love that word hip hip what but like square. I'm not sure that I ever felt that way to be honest. No, I never. I did felt either. like I was more up but to I date hear with what you're saying. Yeah, I felt like I was more well-rounded, and we now have I'm more like time to devote to that. I'm though. so well because tired. Our, that's why teenagers are so into what they're into. That that's their job is to learn right. and to be a part of subcultures and microcultures. It's such a, it's it's a very social existence compared to the ones that yep. you live in a, as an adult. Yep, it's and more constructed by adults. So then you find your own way, your own way. Mm-hmm. Your whole world up until you're 18 is designed around you learning to. Right. And in an adult's mind of how you should learn. Yes, but you, you can so go nowadays. to class to class. You can go to subject to subject. You can pick electives. You can do all these different things to like what interests you. you have funding for your art programs and music programs. Let's not talk about that. Okay. We were all band kids. I'm sorry. And I'm we're so just sorry. still we a are, little salty. Okay, quick. 
What instruments do y'all play? Clarinet. Lame. No. <laughs> wow. We said it at the same time. Woodwinds for life. No. Woodwinds for life. I played French horn. WFL. No, but <laughs> and background, that's kind of ended up how we actually met. We yeah. were in band, but didn't really know each other in like middle school and then a bit more in high school and had acquaintances. And now we're here talking about how I leave my pencil in my band folder and why we're still passionate about uh, learning. If you would have told me when I was like 12 that I would be recording a podcast with two people currently in the band room, I'd have been like, <gasps> what? No. That's I'm having trip. to like dissect my entire life right I now. Know. So I know. Everyone's like, what were you into in high school? I was, I was in the band. I was in the band. I was in band. Well, I guess I had, I was soccer and I did art. And oh, I was very well, extracurricular. Well-rounded. I did not. Well, it I, didn't turn out that way, did it, honey? High school was not a, well, it wasn't horrible, but I wasn't mm-hmm. happy to be there. But it was also So I didn't mo- join shit. No, that's, that's fair. Except yearbook. Which is so funny for us because all of us, I th- well, Alyssa, I should ask this. Did you really like high school? I'm that, happy with my high school. I think. But you also liked structure a bit more than we did. Yeah. Yes, but I think you have to also think about my growing up years. You always lived in the same town. And high school is the first time where I got to like sit in one place yeah. in one house without moving. So the idea of having like I can have friends for multiple years and the same teachers mm-hmm. is something that I coveted. That's almost like camaraderie. The mm-hmm. camaraderie. So like the idea of I fit in, these people get me and I get to stay here. That made my high school years. Mm-hmm. My first two years of high school were really rough. The last two were fine. And I credit that a lot to discovering big part of myself that I didn't realize that I was into speaking of lifelong learning obviously yeah. like I joined yearbook um my sophomore year of high school oh and so I oh, discovered right. like photoshop illustrator adobe all the adobe it's a different software. outlet than what you would have gotten traditional yes. high school so I felt like I was drowning in anxiety the first few years and then after that it was like I had that thing to look forward to and throw myself into during yeah. the day and that really helped me yeah I can see that high school for me I, I feel like I have blips of things that were positive and I never had a click. I just knew everyone and no one was willing to be consistently close to me. Cause I always, as you guys know, as friends, but other people do not, I, I'm very much an open book. And especially when you're a teenager, that's not normal. You are brooding and you keep things inside and you share too much. You're weird or you're mm-hmm. bossy or you're know-it-all. Yeah. And I got classified as a know-it-all all of the time and all of what I was really trying to do was share. That's how I shared with people was stuff I knew and I wanted to know what you knew. And so it ended up being me talking about myself because people weren't willing to share and I didn't understand because I grew up in a environment in a household, um, especially with my dad, who was a therapist that, that open dialogue is the way we learn and grow and trust and love each other. And so I just didn't fit in that way. So when it came to extracurriculars, then maybe a portion of people would understand, but then it'd be a know-it-all. Mm-hmm. Even in the same ex- extracurricular I had. And I would never thought I had such low self-esteem. There's no way I could be arrogant. I just wanted to be a part of something, just like anybody else. I just expressed myself differently. So I did soccer, and I wasn't the best, but I knew a lot because I liked learning about it. But then I couldn't show up, so not quite there. And then I had art, but then I had to choose because of funding for art and band programs and like all that crazy stuff that gets you derailed. Well, I think with like being a lifelong learner and like side note, I think everyone's a lifelong learner in their own way. Like I think people associate it with like books and knowledge and facts and stuff. But I also think like life learn, like lifelong learning comes at different stages for people. Mm -hmm. So not to like speak for all of us, but I think we understood like we just like to know things at like an early age, but that's not true for everyone. I love a good fun fact all the time, always. All the time. But like we... Like what you're saying is people didn't understand that openness about you. Yeah. Like people needed, I think now people would understand it better because we've learned that is and an acceptable way to be okay. Weird. Yeah. Yes. Very much so. Very niche interest yeah. is actually kind of cool. That was not the case in the early And 2000s. no, I, I mean, and before that was even worse, right? Mm-hmm. But with the rise of the internet, I think that was, you could more easily find people that were into well, what you were into. And that would, it's genuine. Or you could Because I interest. feel like in a high school, there were niches to be weird, but it was. You have to be that type of it weird. Was, it was the punk rock. 
right? It's the emo trend, and mm-hmm. the it, that was the thing in yep, high school. I was a hardcore metal kid that loved band in art classes, sure, but also really loved soccer. So I was kind of jockish, and like, I just you don't fit in perfect. Mm-hmm. It was weird. People have to lifelong learn that not everyone fits into a stereotype. Um, and as adults, it almost gets worse. Because you have other societal norms. It's like you don't have a structure where you just learn to socially fit in. It's like, okay, now you have to have hard skills to get a job. Mm-hmm. And you need to have this degree. And you just keep learning about one subject because that's what's going to get you advancement in a career. Okay, so I would debate that with, okay, being a public education teacher, I'm going to support 75% of the education system. Sure. But one of the things that high school does is it does open up these avenues like mm-hmm. yearbook or band or art or whatever. For but sure. the other thing is, is you create this environment where you can be learning all the time. So you don't realize how much your brain is absorbing, but you also live in this world where like, it's very easy to create friendships that create lifelong learning too. Like I remember leaving high school and going off to college and I went to a semi-decent like size state university. And Alyssa and I went to the same university. But I remember being freaked out. I didn't know how to make friends. Yep. I didn't know how to make... Because I had been with the same people. I had been in the environment that encouraged those friendships. And I think that's the same as adults. Once you leave that culture of high school where everyone has friends, it's so hard to make friends. And they encourage lifelong learning. There are so many new topics that I have researched. Okay. Madeline got me super into true crime. Madeline is the first person who let me know that it's okay to be into murders. (laughs) It's not a like and I only kept really secret. Knew that because I mean I was a closet murderino, and then Hannah, I found out my sister in law listened to it. And I was like, oh really? Can I really listen to it now? <laughs> and I was like, Alyssa, are you a murderino? And she's like, oh my god, what? But, <laughs> but it's something to like new to learn yeah. about. But without like that friendship, with like I feel like so many people our age just don't have friends, and that those friends aren't pushing mm-hmm. you to learn something new yeah and it's good to have friends that challenge you sure but it's also good to have friends that are passionate about things that aren't what they do like especially in american right. culture what do you do means what's your career mm-hmm. Not, what are you into what, what, what did you, what did you, you, you learn about last right. like that's one of the most interesting things you could ask and it's not a typical question it sounds dirty to ask like i would love at parties to be like so what did you learn about lately yeah how cool but that would be like, mm-hmm. what? Uh, I'm a, an accountant. Like, <laughs> what do you say? But, you know, I'd be that person and be like, okay, you know that movie that came out? It's based in the 1920s. So look, the fringe in there is not historically accurate <laughs> because the type of materials you need to have, they would actually get tangled. And now it only became popular in the 1950s because, and you know what? Like people don't care and they think I'm showing off, but really I just want to share that I know too much about fringe in that movie you just saw and the history behind it. Like, weird this you is totally true that of madeline yeah and, yeah. Just, yeah every time we watch a movie together we're like where's madeline Here we were goes. recently just watching if you haven't watched it go on netflix and watch the witcher <laughs> and it's on my two watch it's which phenomenal. is hilarious it makes the story more ironic but like the costumes and the makeup in that show are absolutely insane and we're literally watching it we're like without me where's madeline madeline would make a comment right now everyone madeline would comment on that purple eyeshadow right now <laughs> It's and true. the one time I'm not there is one time they want me to comment because it becomes one of those things where you get insecure if people are, they're like, oh, of course you'd say something like that. And usually they mean it funny or slightly appreciative, but I've been conditioned like a la mm-hmm. high school to be like, that's a negative and you need to shut up and, mm-hmm. and fit in. It's interesting how that feedback, whether positive or negative affects our own like pursuit of learning. Yeah. And I just love learning about period costume and makeup or influences and how what you're seeing visually what that could have come from and that's my analysis is talking out loud with other people and it just sounds weird but that's how I like to lifelong learn Mm -hmm. are there other certain topics that you guys like to learn about specifically or is it one of those whatever catches your fancy it's always been whatever catches my fancy I was thinking as you were saying about period costumes the first time I remember really like being obsessed with a concept was when I saw the Lord of the Rings movies when I was like 11 <laughs> and I kid you not like I would come home from school every day and I would just watch all the special features because I wanted to yes. know if I could clap right now yes. and not <laughs> fight this mic 
Talk it about was, passion. You know, I had never experienced a large scale production like that. And I'm, I'm a creative. So I wanted to know about the software they used. I wanted to know how the actor prepared for that scene. I wanted to know how all of these hundreds of people came together to make this thing that emotionally was very important to me. Absolutely. And in that moment, it's just, it's funny how you look back on these things that you discovered as a child and how even now you like, you carry parts of that with you. Like I discovered in that moment, I like to do things that are creatively based, you know? And so it's also about understanding like, this is what I'm learning, but what does that mean to me in terms of like who I'm becoming as a person? And that was, that was like the first time I remember really like learning something for myself outside of school. You know, what's interesting. I think we all have that experience with Lord of the Rings (laughs) impacting our life in Um, a lot of ways. Ellis is like, I'm backing away. Stay quiet. (laughs) By all, I mean, Elise and Madeline. Yeah. (laughs) Because as you're saying that, Elise, like literally my heart. She's just, like tearing up, you guys. Like I got really <laughs> emotional because that's exactly how I feel about mm-hmm. it. And I wish I could have put it as articulately because it was just, that's exactly what it's like when you watch the special features. But for me, it was something different. So it was interesting for you to be interested in the software of that. And I was interested in the lore and how they mm-hmm. translated that. Oh, all of it. And how, yes. right. And but what did the colors mean in those mm-hmm. certain costumes at certain times? Right. Why did they use that beading? What influenced in what culture did they decide to craft those shoes out of so it would be, like, not so but, re- but, like, regardless of what it's it beautiful. is that you're, like, having that emotional reaction to, that's how you know that it's it's deep and meaningful because it could be, a, you know, a sport for someone else or, mm-hmm. like, you know, discovering that you're passionate about teaching and education and literacy books, mm-hmm. et cetera. It's, like that that's the trigger that sets off that that path into learning but how many times so you guys are talking about that lord of the rings comes with a certain kind of weight right it is known as a literary artwork but how many times do you get into something that's actually developing a piece of your own personality like your creativity Mm. you're saying but are we labeled as just being obsessive Mm. That's so what, like that was typical. That thank you for saying that. Yeah, That's literally what I got described I, as consistently. When I became passionate about something, I'm plant obsessive now. But I was Lord of the Rings obsessive. I was My Chemical Romance obsessive. Yeah. And says no, I'm I'm I was passionate about things. Your I love. your lifelong learning brings out so much about your own personality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so while Lord of the Rings, I feel like society says it's worth a little bit more because it it is a literary piece. It's and a, it's been proven over time. And it's been proven over time. But like. I was obsessed, and okay, I'm still obsessed with Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. I, I was see. like, your your equivalency it's is Harry Potter, hundred yeah. percent. Harry Potter, it connects with my life. Yeah, when Harry was like Harry, Harry, he's Harry to me, guys. <laughs> you know, Harry, first name basis. classic Harry, the guy oh. with the scar. Yeah, we're friends. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We had Herbology together. Herbology. Okay. Sorry, this is the second podcast where we've referenced Herbology. That's so fine. Funny. <laughs> Bring um, it on. He made me okay, not even like Harry, but like the character Hermione. She that made must me so feel, much to you. But she made me feel like there were other people like me. Like mm-hmm. she made me feel like it's okay to like school. It's okay to like books. It's okay to like learning. It's okay to like correct people. Like you learn like things are okay with you too. And that obsessiveness, it's also a way to like deal with your own changes. Mm. And even now Ooh. is like a 30 year old, like I can still, okay. So it's not Hermione, but it's Professor McGonagall. Yes. Like it's you, that switches. you can still be like a badass woman standing up for people. You know what I mean? And now when I read her, it's like reminding me as an adult, it's okay to obsess about this because you can be this person. It's Mm -hmm. a way to like process your feelings, but you're told you're obsessive. I also really love sports, but you're obsessive. You're obsessed with football. You're obsessed with basketball. Well, maybe I just like it. Maybe I just like learning about it. Also, you're a female that likes something, so you must be obsessive. Sorry to bring that in, but not sorry. I think that's another thing when females show passion, it's not showing assertiveness. It's not showing Mm -hmm. um, ability to stick it through. It's becoming obsessive. You're not showing passion to things that are meant to be It's silly. It's it's something, what are you doing with your time? And you decide to watch Mm -hmm. a football game and you're cheering and screaming and you're excited. But, oh my gosh, Alyssa's watching a football game. No. But it's, 
I just feel like it's like trying to make people take their learning fit into yes. a norm that mm-hmm. you can't fit. In. It's the same thing with the murder thing. Can I? Can I tell people I really? Am well, into nowadays murders? because enough people because are saying now yes, it's a thing. But before, absolutely not. Harry Potter turned into. But a forensic thing. files made bank because we could watch that in the privacy of our homes. Let's go with that, man. Um, but just like. I feel like there are so many things I have learned and be been interested in, but I don't want to tell people. And being an educator, I know like you can like process things like through yourself and you can read it. But the best way to solidify your knowledge is to talk to others about it. So you solidified it within your own brain. But you're also like as you're talking, you take it to the next level of where else can I go? It's almost like you like remember those like stupid interactive webs you had to make in school. I can say that and I don't make my students do them. <laughs> but you start off with like the little like the subject creativity and then, and then you make like the little bubble. And all we did as kids is like spend all the time making the bubbles where you sure. put anything in inside those bubbles we just like to draw and waste time i hated that kind of structured thinking though i was just like i don't work this way no honestly but anyway i could draw it out and create it in whatever shape i needed to i could create the pathway that i thought no because so i, I always had to asshole but teachers. then i got told i was doing it wrong right so. same <laughs> yep we do that yeah <laughs> we do that there's <laughs> we do that tampering down those creative spirits no i'm kidding you obviously do. how that are you you're perfect. And like that's it. I'm the one perfect teacher in the world. <laughs> the only one that really understands the only it. one mm-hmm. truly and forever. <laughs> that's it. It's because she herself is surrounded by so many creatives. This is why I believe that no, to be really. true. And that's what's interesting about Alyssa is that she does not describe herself as creative, yet nearly every single person in her life is a creative type. I'm a structure. I like to think I am the but base we foundation all for all of you people. Mm. Well, you're not wrong. Because I'm also the first people to be like, sit down, be quiet, and stop. Because you need structure. Creativity does need structure. You do. You do. Mm-hmm. When I need a firm opinion. about structure. Oh, girl, I'll give it. One and glass then, of wine, you know I'll give it. And, and yeah, that's... Or so like, without the wine, you'll give it too. That's true. But <laughs> it, won't be, it won't be as soft as a, bro, as a, of, of a blow, and then she won't rub your back after and be like, oh, honey. Oh. <laughs> There's no, like, cute follow-up, like, cat gift the next day like are you okay are you hanging no she's like okay we discussed it what are you gonna do with it meet with you in three weeks yeah suck it up buttercup (laughs) bring the wine (laughs) bring me a non-sweet red (laughs) cabernet only (laughs) merlot merlot was last time (laughs) how dare you how dare you? Our friend Dawn just brings white wine. And we don't. <laughs> Not even. Sweet white it's, wine. It's like Moscato Diaz. She loves the she loves, shit. She's, she's going to hate. She's going to think we're making fun of her. But really, it's endearing. I mean, we kind of are. It's, Elise <laughs> always is. But it's one of those things that like is so endearing yes. about her. And I love her so much. Yeah. White wine. I mean, we could all go around and say what drink each one of us is most likely to bring. We have our taste. Okay, and let's like, do it. Yeah. Elise. I feel like I like the dry shit. Like I like the dry. I would would have said um, Elise would do gin. a gin and tonic. Yeah, gin. Mm-hmm. And then Alyssa loves a good glass of um, red wine. Yeah, you or never she likes a, a Moscow Mule, That's which true. surprised me. I do. I like a good Moscow Mule, like in the summer on my patio. And sometimes you do a cider. Yeah, I'm but very much a seasonal drinker. Yes, mm. red there wine is my like go to winter because it's got much a warmer mm-hmm. taste. Um, I like a good cocktail in the summer. You just know what, like the ice is melting in the cocktail and it's a hot day. You hear the clinking yeah. in your mind. Cider is like a good, like we're all around the fire pit right now. Like, um, yeah. and basically this podcast is us just being around a fire pit, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like if this is the type of conversation we have. We've been friends for a long enough time to where we're like, we should just record this. <laughs> <laughs> basically we're geniuses. Let's put this down. <laughs> Who are we to make a podcast? And then I'm like, we're not geniuses. Not really. <laughs> oh yeah. Which is why this enough, podcast no. is called the Charlatans enough. podcast. We don't know enough. In we'll one hour, enough. we'll all be texting each other. Edit <laughs> all of this. <laughs> no, really. We, I, we just had a conversation where like, I was insecure about talking about lifelong learning because I wasn't sure if I talked too much or if I would share too much, which is the same complex I had when I was just explaining my passions that I had in high school. Is that funny? Quick, what drink would I have? <laughs> what drink would you have? Whiskey. There yeah, it is. whiskey for sure. Just a whiskey, anything. Yeah. If we really want to get in detail, it depends on what kind of whiskey you would want that night. Ooh. Apparently, all mm. I have back there to offer you is Woodford Reserve. Woodford is one of my favorite go-tos. My favorite probably- back there. That's not my favorite. It's too I sharp. I know it's not. One of my favorites 
is Glenn Levitt 12 year and talk about feeling like an imposter. I loved learning a little bit about whiskeys just so I know what to buy for my own. And then people would want to have in-depth whiskey conversations. And again, being female, it's like, you don't really know. Or they would just talk to my husband oh, about it. Fun. Not as soon, And I actually would know more than my husband on certain types of whiskeys. And we both love whiskey. And it was one of those things where you're just like, and that's why you get to feel like an imposter because I don't look like I'd know. Either. Well, that's a, that's a interesting point also is that just because, so you're in a process of learning at all times right. and people don't respect the process of, right. I'm not at the know. expert level yet, but I'm not you a didn't novice. You know that one obscure point exactly. that I only learned about three days ago. Right. And it's like, just because I am not, like we don't give each other grace. Like I'm not at this mm-hmm. like perfect point where I know everything about such and such a topic doesn't mean that I am not learning and can't contribute in a conversation about that learning process. Yeah, thing, can you contribute in conversation? Just because I'm not at your level, you don't right. think you can involve me because I'm not going to be able to catch up or it doesn't stay nullify in it. your learning. No. See, but because, like personally to me, I'm always worried about what others are thinking. I Same. myself can evaluate. I'm in the process, but I'm not going to say anything until I deem myself an expert. But I'm so tough on myself. I'm never going to deem you myself really an are. expert. Exactly. Do you right. know, like, it's like... At some point, you just have to step out with what you've learned and just it's, make that part of who you are. Okay, but how many, like, I like red wine. I like red wine. But when I go to a restaurant, I'm like, why are there 10 red wines? Right. I keep one bottle in my house. I would open you, whatever is there. But would you ask the waiter or waitress to be like, I'm sorry, can you describe some of these Never. red wines? Because they're going to say some kind of flowery crap. I'll be like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Could you just Which find the house like wine? winking owl? <laughs> Cabernet. Which one is at the Aldi price? That's three dollars. None? None? No, 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 it's three dollars a bottle though, so it's like twenty seven cents a glass. Oh, okay. I'm gonna oh go my back God. home to my pajamas and couch with my winking owl now. I'll take the house. Yeah. <laughs> the house ride, please. Yeah. Non sponsored. Non sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I think the other thing is like life learning is we are convinced learning has to be facts. Yeah. Like it has to be, you know, all about whiskey or something. All about that gray area, baby girl. But like, okay, so I'm at a point in my life. Um, I, I like to learn and I'm in education and I'm going to be the first one to tell you like be in classes, keep learning, keep pushing, because like, I really believe that is an important part of life. And I think that really makes a person like it's a piece of everybody's soul, no matter what you're learning about. Mm -hmm. But over like the last year, I've also had to learn life learning isn't just about learning facts and content. Sometimes life learning needs to be life learning about yourself and taking that time that you're talking about, like you are still seeing attributes that you developed in high school, like now as an adult and like taking the time and life learn about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, like we're sitting here making a charlatans podcast and I probably did not come to the conclusion that that's not a normal thought until like six months ago, because I feel like, okay, I don't know if this is the same for boys. Sorry, guys. But like for girls in middle school, you're told, oh, you're going through hormonal changes the way you're thinking is normal. High school, you're still going through hormonal changes. Everybody feels you like this in crazy, college. But everybody's crazy. Everybody's like this in college. You're out on your own now. You're figuring it out. Your early 20s, you're on your own two feet. You're figuring it out. And then there hits this wall where there's no more excuse mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh crap, is yeah. there something wrong with me? Yeah. And really there's never a problem to begin with and really you're not crazy the whole time because guys are just as crazy because they're going through just as many hormonal changes but just without a spike at a certain But area now you're not month. used to making your own friendships, so you have no friend who wants to say that and yeah. then your friends are closed up because your friends and all you better feel be like safe that because you're a female. And I'm just going <laughs> to keep learning about other stuff so I keep feeling like I'm smart in mm-hmm. other areas instead of accepting like Maybe we should address this inside yourself first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was deep. Girl. Yeah, learning I'm can very be very alienating. It is. And if you're not learning. Learning can be very alienating. But that goes back to what you said earlier about how important it is to like bounce your learning off of other people. Feedback is so important. And it's so fun to hear that right. so you might be interested in something that you didn't know someone else. Like true crime. I yeah. keep going back to that and you keep going back to that, Alyssa. But like how else would we have known if one of us had decided to share and I don't remember who did it first, but like 
or like when I talk about makeup, especially, and people either get really weirded out that I know too much or it's more complicated than they thought. So then they're disinterested. Or I talk to Elise about it and she loves talking about formulations and nitty gritty stuff. And you don't know unless you try and experience that rejection. And obviously I experienced that rejection a lot, particularly when it came to niche learning. But you just... It, the payoff is still so much worth it once you find that person who might oh, like something you're in. Mm-hmm. It's so worth it. Elise was like my one book buddy. Yeah, you guys. We read tight. a lot of really bad Amish yeah, we did. novels. Yeah, we did. Thank you, Beverly. Also, whoever your terrible Beverly by Lewis. <laughs> we had a really bizarre lending library between the two of us. That's for sure. There is nothing like a sexually deprived. Amish teenager <laughs> novel. Oh my god! If who I then hate. wants to leave her Oof. or dung to go to the Englishers? There is that is some serious tension. Only my grandma knew what she was actually giving me when she gave me it was those Christian books. Because it was right? supposed to be like Christian fiction, which is super weird. Innocent. It's just Amish. Yeah, but really, it's talking about the most repressive thing and what happens when you are too repressed. Yeah, girl, it was. There was some. There <laughs> was illegitimate detail, children happening. Yeah, giving and like, them to the Englishers and coming back. Yeah, for oh, sure. Oh man, it opened lifelong up. learning. This was like <laughs> Christian fiction yeah. harlequin romance it was. novels. It was, and it's still popular to this day for adults. Yes, Beverly Lewis and is hella she's checked out. Always checked and out. Again, yeah. and we get to say this sort of information. We're going to use actually as a precursor. And we'll say this in many podcasts that we all come from a library background as well. And we all share Mm -hmm. a working library background. And we're probably going to talk about that as a particular subject. But we're going to say a lot about books and genres, what people are interested in. And it's not just because we're thinking about it. It's because we have professional experience with it. So Beverly Lewis. Beverly Lewis. I mean, you got to read at least one. Wanda Brunstetter. (gasps) Oh, no. The Wanda. And they're all checked out, and they you have to replace those copies too because they get battered. Oh yeah. yeah, man. Oh yeah. Lifelong learning just means the same Amish fiction by the same <laughs> author for some people, but you know what? Read what you like. It's experiencing a different culture because, and you get what you want out of your fiction. Yeah, absolutely. The Amish are actually that's the really, beauty of really books. interesting. They, they are. are. That is something I would totally go and like. Yeah. There's that place in Indiana. I've always liked the Amish town, and just like, can I just? In Kentucky, Can I, have I went one to one of your an fireplaces, Amish please, <laughs> please, and a quilt. I Can I and have a, a, quilt? a rocking chair, please? A rocking oh, chair, oh. yes. Can Is I, that a basket? Thanks. Can I just Some have? It still reminds me of that scene in Schitt's Creek where they go pick up David. Oh my god! And oh he's just yelling out of the field. And yelling field. <laughs> what? What? I can't. Oh. I can't hear you. Is that? What happened? <laughs> and then they're just screaming at each other from the field, and they just want them to take David back. Oh, yeah. how they're the like, one time the Amish people don't love yes, somebody. Yes, they don't oh, offer any God. hospitality. And we got Beverly Lewis. I can't imagine watching that while in the background reading Beverly Lewis. Side note, if you have not watched Shit's Creek. You must. You have to watch it. It explains everything about us, I would say. I would uh, say. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. never found a show that... Maybe and, and the office that has lo- wrapped well, us up. Thirty so Rock well. for sure got oh, that for me Rock. though. Thirty Rock was me all through college. I felt like I was a mixture of Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec and Liz Leslie. Lemon from Thirty Rock. I just yeah. So, but I'm just saying when you have this, when you can like talk about a TV show, when you can quote it, when you can joke, when you can remember the Beverly Lewis, like it's totally worth going through that rejection. Like once you can find your people, yeah. Like, it is not until my late 20s, early 30s, I have found people who obsess about books the same way I do. And it is the first time in my entire life I have ever felt comfortable being that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm a reading teacher. Like, mm-hmm. I'm allowed You're to be a Johnny Rose. I'm a Johnny oh, Rose. God. So hopefully not the bankrupt version. <laughs> no, <Nope>, absolutely not. <laughs> um, I really just want to be Stevie, though. Don't we That's all? all I really want. Don't we want to just Stevie. say F it sometimes? Look at you. I just love a good flannel. Girl, well, she rocks it, man. I really don't own any. Still, my husband's. Actually, no my, my mother-in-law had to get me one because I was really a sore thumb in my in-laws' family because we would all like be in flannels and they were they don't have one, and they're like, they're like we need you to fit in. You need to we <laughs> assimilate, <laughs> assimilate. I, I don't feel comfortable with your. I don't feel uncomfortable right with your differences. I'm not making a comment on your in No, you're I know you're not. I know you're not. But it's funny because one time I actually wore that flannel I got for Christmas and I show up and they're like half the family's wearing flannel. I'm like, I did it. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) I did it. And I feel like one of them and even like the small, my littlest niece is wearing like a flannel dress. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) Flannel's comfy. Oh my gosh, I know. 
one of my favorite books ever is Steal Like an Artist by Austin mm. Kleon. And I actually gave your husband a copy once, Alyssa. And it's one of my favorite books because it talks about how there's never a completely original idea and that's okay. And it's talking about kind of how we have those conversations and you're never an expert, but you're inspired and you take little bits and pieces of what you're inspired by and you create your own twist. You create your own thing. And that's kind of what we are having to do with this podcast because yes, we want to make sure that content is engaging and relatable enough, but we're also deeply insecure and taking bits and pieces of podcasts that we love and smush it in there. And now we're going to have this new lifelong learning process through this medium. And at some point you have to, you don't have to, but at some point your, your desire culminates in wanting to do that thing that you're learning about. So in our case, obviously podcasting, we listen to so many and we're inspired by so many of the voices out there and like the way that they're presenting their information and their personalities. And so here we are like, putting together our respective knowledge if you will really? about yeah, podcasting to do it ourselves and mm-hmm. it's like even in this process of doing we will continue to be learning and that's that's what's fun for me just like being able to sit down and like make mistakes and be vulnerable in that like learning and mistake process like yeah. I love that yeah I I agree the I think we're doing what a lot of people at our age group feel like they can't do Mm -hmm. we're starting to get squeezed we're starting to get squeezed you're trying to i feel like our age has to fit a mold more than we've ever had to fit before because we have more restrictions but also we're taught that we have more liberties than ever yeah it's just like so this podcast i feel it's not just like learning like how to podcast how to put it together how to like analyze your audience how to come up with the content and and topics and all that it's like learning to like examine yourself examine yourself and like I'm an extremely private person and in some ways that's good in some ways it's bad but like learning like you got to share you got to like open up um and you've got to like I am not the creative one in this group I am the structure person but this is a creative method to try out Mm -hmm. it's not it's just different. And what's so good about Alyssa is that she's a gatherer of information, though. And she's almost like a receptacle where she can listen to everything and all the creative activity that's going on and then give it back to you in a more succinct way so you can see what links are missing. And that's I'm a That's what podcasting needs, too. So yeah, it's like, that's Alyssa's strengths. We can't all just be like crazy creative sitting around talking about God knows what. You yeah, know what I mean? And, like, and even though like Elisa and I might be more liberal with what we explain, but it's also really exciting to me to be able to sit down with you guys and learn about you two in a different capacity mm-hmm. because we, we're we not shy from deep conversation, but like Alyssa's saying, she's more private about her life. She talks about deep conversation, but in a general context, I talk about a deeply personal context and Lisa's somewhere in between. She likes bringing in outside influence context and so it's gonna be very cool to actually learn about my friends that i've actually known for years mm-hmm. some in closer is, ways it's far more intentional conversation mm-hmm. in podcasting than honestly you have when you're just together hanging out yeah it's intentional time use too mm-hmm. like we're intentionally sitting down we're planning out a time like to get together and to record and we're intentionally like thinking about topics and things we want to say on these topics that like we want others to hear but like you guys listening, you're taking the time to listen to this too. Mm-hmm. You're taking the time. I don't know. Like I was listening to this, this podcast the other day and they were like talking about like how their anxiety gets to them. And like, after you work all day, like I totally feel this too, but they were saying like, I just want to go home. Mm-hmm. I want to put on my pajama pants and I want to be left alone. Yeah. I deactivate. Yeah. I want to deactivate. But like when you do that, mm. Life passes you by. Life passes yep. you by. But remember, like in high school, you would go like all day with people and then you'd be on the phone Almost and you'd be texting, you'd be working. Like yeah. You were never alone. So as adults, we're all that time. I don't want to say it's lost because you need the mental break. You do. Or you're with your family or you're doing something else, but you are missing that connection with the world. But podcasts can give you a connection to people even yeah. when you just need to be on your couch. Right. Like, and I think that you're still resting. You still don't have to get all put together, drive somewhere. 
but like you can feel connected to someone. Like when I listen to podcasts, like I hope I'm coming off as like someone you can like connect to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If not, I need to learn more about my like personality because if that's something I desire, like I want to make sure like I have the skills to make that happen. The skills, right. Because that is a weird option about the podcast here is where we are talking about lifelong learning, but because it is an entertainment format, we do, we're not going to be inauthentic but we do have to understand what's the most entertaining and interesting about our own personalities to bring that forward more than other qualities we have. Because if it's just three friends talking about things we're struggling with, it's good, but it's not necessarily going to be entertaining. And this isn't entertainment, but it's entertainment. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. it's something you can learn from, but it's still considered entertainment. And that's going to be interesting too to see how that develops. And also, I mean, we have our interests now and what we feel like we're not good enough at, but just love now, but it'll be interesting to see what else we discover and realize how it's, how insecure we are at being, uh, I don't know, just interested in something, not professional at something. I just like learning. I was just about to say, I get excited by all of that learning. Like, let's go, let's do it. So what's some things that you guys are learning about now, just in general, that are like niche things that are just fun? Not like the big topics. Like we talk about plants. We talk about books. But is there anything weird, like a fun fact weird that you guys are learning about? Oof. (laughs) I should have prepped you guys on this question, I guess. I mean, I'm... I mean, my life right now is consumed by learning. I've, you know, I've made a career change. So I'm starting from ground zero and learning a deeply new industry and What's so new industry graphic design baby Yay. and you've always had a love and an interest mm-hmm. for that and the visual and the visual representation to get yeah. a message across so that's, that's you know that's a really like lifelong learning is a deeply personal thing for me because I think traditional education made me believe that I could not yeah. or should not be a graphic designer and I have always had that in the back of my mind that that was a mistake to believe that. And so when you realize something like that about your life, you can either ignore it and keep doing something you don't really enjoy doing or living a life that you're not 100% like feeling authentic in or you change. And so that's so like literally all I'm doing right now is learning. Love it. (laughs) Alyssa. (laughs) She's like, damn it. Um, I'll go once more if you want go me to. Go for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can also go going. too. Go ahead, Madeline. Yeah, I'm you an overshare. Throw though. in there. See, I'm like, I've already spoken. No, much. but like, that's the thing. It's like, I can't, I can't answer that question without like With an going example. deep a little bit. Like, okay. Yeah. So I have realized lately that in a similar way of, in retrospect, being accepting of your past self and your future self and also being forgiving that you didn't see what you see now. Yeah. Um, I had a similar experience with, I was a psychology major and I love psychology. Like I love it. And that's how I've always thought was the deeper inner workings of people and how connectivity works to influence other people's lives and the deeper social psychology, uh, particularly in human sexuality and, and visual marketing. And I remember and still get to this day where I get asked, are you doing anything with your psych degree? And I work in a library with people every day from all walks of life. And I put on events and I need to know how to analyze statistical data and demographic information in order to provide something that addresses a community need. But I also remember the whole time being um, in in undergrad that the whole time, the whole, <laughs> the whole time I was just like, I'm going to be a makeup artist. Mm. And I was. I've been a makeup artist for 10 years. And... I felt like I had to get my degree and I'm glad I did. But like that niche learning of I'm going to learn psych. I'm going to figure out what I like niche in psych, which is social psych and human sexuality. Okay. I found a niche. I found something weird, lifelong learning. And that's something I can continue learning about because people get different. So mm-hmm. that's always something I'm interested in is human sexuality. The other thing is makeup artistry, but now it's, I find like almost deeper niches in the broader subjects I already love. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So now instead of just being interested in how color interplays and how people are influenced by different cultural trends at the time, now I'm interested in how particularly racial idealization and cosmetic use and how nerdy does that sound? Like that's what I've been deep diving deep into lately. And you can't talk about that at parties. (laughs) 
I mean, I'm still out of party talk. <laughs> Even with you guys, you're like, no, no this like, is all on this, and I'm giving you the the okay. color. If is it has purple. exactly, but I'm talking about like, um, for example, let me explain the topic better because it sounds really heavy. Heavy, and feel free to still roll your eyes. Um, <laughs> oh, it'll so, happen. So thank you. So <laughs> I um, recently I had to do a project, and I'll talk about it later if I get a positive result from it. But um, where the origins of the smoky eye, right? We know what a smoky eye is. We know the colors are gray, brown, black, traditionally, right? Okay, where did smoky eye come from? Well, it came from Arab culture when they used the first eye coals. And then where did we first see a lot of Arab culture and Western culture was through the first silent films, Cleopatra, where she had stark white skin instead of Middle Eastern brown skin in various shades. But you still needed that dramatic black eye. And you really needed to downplay your lips because especially in Egyptian culture, you didn't necessarily have fuller lips. And you can see from the busts and the, the sarcophagus and uh, sarcophagi rather and hieroglyphs and everything like that, that visual representation of makeup changed over time. But why did we appropriate it to just be a smoky eye where if you were Arab of Arab descent, you were lesser than because you weren't white. But, you know, smoky eye is OK because it's kind of sexy. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm into lately. You know, <laughs> we're light topics. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the niche. Do you have something but- yet? Huh? huh? I do, but you guys are literally talking, and I'm sitting here going, "That's not good enough. That's good." No, enough. but listen, and I'm like, listen, and no, that's the point." But isn't that exactly. the whole point of this podcast? Right. It's like, until six months ago, I didn't realize how often I did that to myself, mm-hmm. and we always wanted because to hear you're more just from like, you. That's always in my head. That's not good enough. That's not till like you finally come like, well, why not? Well, Alyssa, I will like, talk murder with you anytime. I know. <laughs> but I, I get Let's, what you're saying. And I, I also feel like people sometimes... I'm weighing what you're saying in my head. You're talking about a career change. You're talking about freaking research over there. The and is, you're tracking history. Research, so I'm, I'm not a real person. Like, <laughs> you know, I tried two new recipes last week. No, but that's important. About yes. it. But exactly. But I'm going to take it deep. Ooh. I know I'm not. <laughs> um, why are you so scared but for someone in education like if you're going to ask me my life goals my life goals are like listen I got my like graduate degree done I'm already telling my husband like um, we need to finish paying off my student debt so I can start my doctorate hey and get more debt yay, yay you love me you do this <laughs> but also I want to be like I didn't talk about life goals at all nor did Elise no no, but like, but the difference that you guys are saying is like, I fit into societal norms as a high schooler and I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Like by 18, I did know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. By 18, I did have a career. I did fit into the high school path. I didn't feel like any of my personality educationally was shunned. Like, I think there were hobbies I liked and things that I enjoyed that were considered obsessive, like I said, but I fit into the norm. And I got a college degree in education, and that worked mm-hmm. because I'm a teacher. And I went on, and I got my master's, and that works because it's still being applied today. And I do have goals to, like, be Dr. Sabo one day, and I think that's really cool. And you will be. And I will be. It will happen. But, like... There came this point like six months ago when I came to this realization where it's like, but why is that it? Why does it always have to be a tangible thing? Why can't you just like So now it's like, I'm just, I'm learning about myself. Mm -hmm. I'm taking the time to do that. And I'm learning, um, I am sure this will be a podcast topic one day. I'm learning how to accept, I'm a working mom and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I take the time to learn the extra recipe to know my kids always have a home-cooked meal. Mm-hmm. Oh, I or love that. we are, you know, I'm learning more about home construction so we can keep remodeling parts of It's not just for yourself. It's not for myself. And I think for so long, I got the unique opportunity where I fit into, like, the mainstream fit. Which now I feel like everyone's like, well, I didn't fit in the main. Like the, almost the new hot topic is you didn't fit in, and now we feel bad for you. And now oh, make your niche a successful yeah. career. Now everybody be creative. Open up a Netflix store. Like, <laughs> but no judgments to people who do. I know. No, really, absolutely no, no, none. No, no. Like but seriously, like, do it. Yeah. I'll buy your for stuff. For me, I feel like well, the the path worked for me. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. But it's beautiful. That's and that's so why the crazy. path exists. But this is, this is what's so interesting. It does not matter what you choose to do. No. You will always feel that. It wasn't That right. imposter or like. I'm sitting here being like. That like doubt about your choices. Lifelong learning is not always glamorous. Sometimes it's utilitarian. And also terrifying. And that's okay. Utilitarian is beautiful though. And Indeed. again, that's, that's what's so important too. Well, because our like, lives wouldn't function. And I think a lot of podcasts are so anti-utilitarian and break from the mold and be super niche on purpose. But like, that's the other thing about feeling like you're an imposter. You're not utilitarian enough. You're not creative enough. Right. You're not yeah. in line enough. You are too mm-hmm. in line. And that's just, I just like learning and yeah. I like sharing and I love hearing people that are different from me. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's really the joy of having a human existence is to share stories and right. share experiences. And I just love collecting people's stories. I just think it's okay to be like, hear someone say, that's cool. Yeah. That's okay. Actually, I learned the same thing. Like, Or, yeah, oh, that's so cool. You know what it reminds me of is my thing. And I love that. I love it when people yeah. do that. I think it checks my own judgment, too. Ooh, yep. Well, and not to wrap this up, but to wrap it up. Classic Alyssa. Classic Alyssa, Alyssa, the structure. Because Alyssa and I, we could probably talk for another two hours. (laughs) That's the problem. And not the problem all at once. Maybe for you guys that are listening. Again, are we entertaining enough? Are are you interested enough? Did I mess up in how I explained my my commute's over? Knock it off. There's always an expert, and I'm going to be corrected. But I really would love to know what those that are listening, what weird topics are you interested in? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd love oh, to please. know niche subjects, niche, like, professors. Yeah. What are you teaching about that you wish you could teach more on, but it's only really your interest? People that are, you know, stay-at-home moms that only get to do a little bit for themselves a day, what do you spend your time doing? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what do you want to spend your time on? What do you wish you could learn mm-hmm. about, like, even more? Or people that are too afraid to go to school, Why? I want to know that too. Yeah. Maybe just, you haven't started your learning, but you want to. What is that Yeah. Topic? Is it a formal thing? What holds you back? What holds you yeah. back? And it can be something really real, like financial reasons Oof, that's a or you're a family itself. caregiver, you know, like yeah, that's for sure. That's different. But let's say in a dream world, what would you love to niche learn about? And money wasn't a factor. How about mm-hmm. that? I look, would love to hear about Money it. and acceptance weren't a factor. Mm, that's acceptance. true. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's say dream world, racism, sexism, classism. No holds barred. Well, I guess this has been a gaggle of charlatans. Alyssa, what are we smelling right now? Uh, this is my knockoff anthropology candle. Oh, we had to bring it back. Called Island Moonlight. Island Moonlight. Moonlit Island. Moonlit Island. Moonlit Island? Island Take Moonlight. that into your nighttime routine. Indeed. <laughs> Whatever Island that may Moonlight. mean to you. Thanks for Target for not sponsoring us. Yeah, not sponsored. Not We sponsor you, Target. We sponsor our entire We will accidentally paycheck. give Target a shout out. Like every single time we start popping up on like their Google feed. The Charlotte's the Charlotte's hands. Who are these people? Who's the Charmanders? The yeah, Char- I know. Char- oh my That's god. That's my you dream. You had to you had to Girl, bring that in. If I hear Char, I just hear Charmander. Char- <laughs> and everybody here, let me know if you love the first 151 Pokemon. I want to know about it. <laughs> What's our handle, Elise? Bulbasaur. Right. Sorry, you, that's not our handle. No, you can't talk about Bulbasaur <laughs> and just leave me there. That's my favorite. Okay, Elise, Elise and Elise. it starts. All right, guys, you can hit us up at Charlatans Pod on Instagram or send us an email at charlatanspod at gmail.com. Charlatans I had to think about plural. Plural. And thanks for listening, everyone.